Welcome to the Caterham Independent In The Spotlight podcast. To find out more, go to caterhamindependent.com. Your community, your news, your paper. Hi, I'm Louise DeCosta and today I'm lucky enough to be chatting to Joe Maruzzi, who is the founder of the delicious and innovative brand Please Cakes. Please Cakes are based in neighbouring Red Hill and the business began as an Instagram page back in 2017. Joe's passion for making cheesecakes gave him the idea for the business and the past few years have seen the brand develop, expand and grow. I'm here to find out more about Please Cakes, how they are made, the range and any other additions which Joe has planned for 2021. I'm also secretly hoping that he will let me try a few. So tell me a bit more about about everything, Joe. Tell me from the beginning. How did it all... So you were a painter and decorator? Painter and decorator, yeah. So... No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's um, it's a bit of a funny journey, a bit, a bit of a funny transition as well. So back in 2015, I was... My dad made a cheesecake. So just at home, just a random cheesecake. And it wasn't very good. I then decided... I'm going to try and make a cheesecake, so I did. And again, it wasn't very good. It was quite. It was. It was very amateurish. And over that two-year period, from 2015 to 2017, I was making them for friends and family, and it's all self-taught. Never been to catering college. Never done a cake decorating course or anything like that. And I just had a passion for food, and I think that stemmed from from my parents. They're both they're both foodies. Um, my dad's Italian, so there's a lot of Italian food, a lot of pasta, a lot of great food in the, in, in the house. And I got to a point end of 2016 where I thought okay I could I could probably make a bit of extra cash on the side of my painting company the painting company was thriving but I just wasn't massively passionate about it I had 10 guys working for me and so I set up an Instagram page and it was that decision that kind of changed the course of 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 my life I suppose and it went viral overnight so I had this I had this it it was it was January the 3rd I think and overnight it was, it was literally, so I set the page up on January the 3rd. Um, I uploaded six images of, of cheesecakes that I'd previously made. Yeah. Bearing in mind that I was still sending out the cakes with the tin on the base, and I would have to buy a new cake tin every time I gave it out to a friend or family. So it wasn't, it wasn't massively business efficient at that stage. It was just a hobby, and I thought I'd sell maybe four or five cakes a month. Come January the 6th, one of my friends who's got quite a big following gave us a shout out and that was that was an overnight instant following and influx of orders or, in, or inquiries as such. And we had, say, I can't think it was about 15,000 followers on Instagram within 24 hours. So it was, it was a quick progress. And, but we didn't have an email account set up. We didn't have a website set up. It was about six or seven photos on Instagram. So we had this influx through it. Did you take the photos? Yeah, on my phone, all, all done on my phone, all at home at my mum and dad's house in the garden, like trying to find the best angle to, in, the, in the best light. Again, I haven't been trained to use social media. I wasn't big on social media before. Haven't been trained how to take photos in that sense. And um, so I had, so I had this overnight influx, and I got, I got uh, my friend to set up a website. I got, we set up an email account, and we had about fifty orders or inquiries in that first day. So I, I then brought on Brendan, my, my business partner in my, paint, my painting company, and we went to we went to Bill's in Epsom, 
the next day we sat down and we said, look, we've got a business model here. There's, there's, a, there's an opportunity. There's a demand for the product. So we started, the first year was crazy and we did all sorts of things. I mean, it was, we were two painters trying to, trying to build a cheesecake company. We didn't know anything about health and safety, about packaging, about suppliers, about logistics. So we were chucked in the deep end and, and it, was, it, was, it was scary, but that helped us in the sense that we, didn't, we, were, we were fearless. We, we had no expectations. We had no comparison about what we should be doing. And we learned a lot in that first year and it grew. So um, we, did, we did all sorts of things. Within three months, we, were, we, we had a, a larger following on social media, which, was, which, was, which is a great tool. And we, we advocate social media as a tool to grow a business. And we, we were being approached by literary agents to, to do books. And we were doing TV within six months and making cakes for the Queen and doing all sorts of things that uh, were crazy. And so the first year was a massive learning curve. And it, it's progressed over the, the, the years. We're, we're almost at year four now. So in January, oh, yeah. year, four, year four. And I mean, since then, it's now it's starting to operate like a business. The, 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 it takes a while, doesn't it? It's, 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 it's been a journey. The first, year, it's been, the first two years, I suppose, were, were incredibly tough mentally. Like, uh, it, it was, it's a tough time. Growing a business is not for everyone. And there were some massively dark days and, and, and testing moments throughout. You know, it's, 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 it's a challenge. It's, 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 it's a massive you have challenge. Those days, I, I, I do. Year yeah. one for me. And it's because the paper's been running for 15 years, but I took it over okay. this yeah. December last year. And it's really hard sometimes. And, and you know, especially right, obviously a new business, but also then with COVID hitting, that's what's been really hard. Yeah. And trying to just keep, you know, making sure you know keeping ahead of it and just making positive mind about it all you know and just making sure that you know it's going to get through but um so just joe wicks sorry go back a bit just tell me how do you know him and what happened and he's just one of my pals like i've known him for yeah i've known him for a few years he lives well he's actually moved now he's a rumor has it yeah no no okay (laughs) he hasn't next on my list he he's moved i think i think he's moved it's virginia water now he was in richmond and he's he's got he's moved to uh, virginia water but yeah i've I've known him for a few years he went to blenheim in in epsom and he was just in my circle of friends and yeah he was he was the person who gave me the shout out right at the start it wasn't planned it was it was kind of i set up this page and he shared it he shared it on his page and obviously he's got he's got he had a few million followers at the time And it was it was massive, and and yeah, it wasn't like I say it wasn't planned. It was just it was just he just shared it as as a goodwill gesture kind of thing, and a lot of people think that's a really good thing. You know, people think oh you're going to get an influx of, of people, uh, followers, orders, inquiries. But because we didn't know what we were doing, we were we we were making mistakes, and we were yeah. exposed now to a lot of people yeah, of to fail in front of. So. It, it was good. It obviously, it really, really gave us the push to, to, to get going. But then we had to make sure we weren't making silly mistakes. We were healthy. We were like we were following health and safety rules like very, very well. And um, but yeah, it, it was it was it was massive. I, I feel like we would have grown, but it would have been a much slower process. Yeah. And again, just going back to the social media thing and how important that tool is can be for, or, or, could, or can be for a business, you know. So, but he's he's a, he's a great guy and. Yeah. 
he helps a lot of small businesses, which I think we, we try and advocate as well. I'm really passionate about supporting other small businesses, local small, yeah. small businesses and suppliers. Well, that's for me, because that's one thing I've been really trying, because obviously I'm a really small business. It literally, it's the business, as it, in terms of, it started with just the designer and myself. Yeah. So last Christmas, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. He's never designed a paper before. I, I, I was at the BBC for 18 years. I loved it. Yeah. I was in the newsroom there. Absolutely loved it. Worked on great, amazing shows. But and right, and that's my thing. But I didn't have a clue about advertising, no. about pulling a paper together, you know, and all that side of things. And we were just like, oh my god, you know. But it's with the, the best way. yeah, I think it is because yeah. I really have learned. I've learned such a steep learning curve. There's been, but but I've learned so much, and and it's all through the community supporting each other, people helping, advice, you know, along the way. Networking. And yeah, net- I was about to say networking. I've done. I have done networking just through. Um, you might know there's a few places. Um, not nothing formal. I've not done anything like B&I. No. I shouldn't say branding, sorry. I've not done anything like um, formal networking. I've done things like, you know, ad hoc, go and meet in a cafe and do some networking or go and do, you know, somewhere else. Or, you know, and there's a lady called How Does She Do uh, Joe that does How Does She Do It? Yeah. And um, it's just lots of people coming together and, you know, and all just talking about their businesses. And most of my team actually now are from networking and okay. from the area, which is like writers, um, yeah. Whoever it might be, it's just all been designer, whoever it might be, it's all been through networking. But I just like you, one, yeah. yeah, I just think, like you say, it's really, it's just supporting local businesses. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I think networking is so key, so key. You yeah. learn so much from other people. And that's that's what I found, like like I said, from the start, I didn't know anything about catering, about growing a business within the food and beverage in- industry. And I surrounded myself with people straight away. So within two weeks, I had the production manager for Greg's, who who was, was made redundant because um, the bakery was moving from where he lived. And he came on board straight away. And he then helped us grow in the sense of all, all our procedures, following health and safety very strictly and oh, that was, that, that's like a key role straight 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 away so it was it was a case of doing that on a regular basis bringing on people that were were, were cleverer than me in this industry and yes. being um, around those sort of people that is so key actually and it's funny you say that because I one thing I always say is that um the different members of the team are expert, experts in their area they're so skilled in their area and that's yeah. why they're on, they, they do their thing and I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. No. And so I'm so grateful for that fact that they've got that those skills and they're yeah. able to help me. I haven't got a clue what a podcast was until this no. time <laughs> a few months ago. It was only because Al's brilliant all of that. But, you know, it's things like that. It is, it's having self-awareness as well. So right from the start, I was self-aware about what, what I can do, what I can't do. So I think as... Uh, as, as or being in, in the entrepreneur world, I think you've got, got to have that self-awareness of what you're good at and what you're not good at. When you're not good at, you need to hand over and bring on people that are good at that kind of thing. So that's really helped me. Yeah, so that's good. And then, so, Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den, yeah. yeah that was scary. Me. I need to know, what was it like? So it's One of the scariest things I've done. Was it, so did you apply for it? No, no, I didn't apply, no. I got approached by one of the... Um, by, by one of the Producers. One of the producers. So they knew of the brands and you had Keith Cates yeah. contacted you. Again, through social media. Like, so we're on social media, we're quite big, we're getting exposure. Yeah. One of the producers, Ben, actually, we, I still speak to him now. He's, he's, he's moved on from BBC, but... Um, great guy approached us saying look I, I, if you're looking for investment there's an opportunity if you want to come on the show and they do this they do in-depth due diligence they, they check your company out making sure you're, you're legit basically um, and yeah it was super scary so it's filmed up in Manchester yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a weird experience because you don't meet them before but you don't meet the dragons and 
it's, it's, it's a set, obviously, and you go in and you... Well, we, we, at all. You just walk in cold. You'd walk in cold. So you do, your, you, do you know, the yeah. lift, you do the lift yeah, walk, yeah, yeah, you, do you do all that, all that pre, pre-recorded stuff. You go in for the final time and the, the lift, lift doors open and they're all sat there. No one says anything, yeah? And you just walk in and there's a spot on the floor and no one says, like, action or, or there's no cue to go. And you start pitching. And I was actually in there for nearly two hours just pitching. And how did you know what to say? Like, did you have... Did you... Did you your cheesecakes are already there already, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I put all, all our products on. Yeah, and then you... But did you have a lot of um, an itinerary that you knew you were going to be talking about, like this, and I'm going to go into cost, and then I'm going to go into... Or did they just come out with the questions? Yeah, so you, you do an intro, basically. Yeah. You in, introduce yourself, the business, mm-hmm. um, and a few other things. And then it goes into their questions, which you don't know about. Obviously, it's going to be financial based, and I messed up a few times. So I, the, when I was pitching for investment, I that they were asking the growth period from a point from now until that point, and it wasn't. It was, it was a upon investment, so it was a bit confusing. So I got a bit confused within when I was there, but it was a, it was a great experience. It was scary. But after the first five minutes, you kind of settle down a little bit and you kind of get into your stride. They came up and tried the product, which they loved, yeah. which was obviously, that was key for us. Um, there was a few downfalls. Like they, didn't see how, they didn't see how they could grow the business. They thought it could be copied. Um, obviously, we got an offer from Tuka Yeah. Um, not a great offer. So they wanted, he, wanted, he wanted 35% of the company, £50,000, which is, for me, I knew even then, and we were only year and a half into the business that that wasn't a good deal because I knew I knew the, I had the vision of the company I, I knew where I was taking it I knew what I wanted to do with the company and giving away 35% at that stage was, was crazy for, for that amount of money but that's amazing though Joe because some people wouldn't necessarily have, be savvy enough to know they may just go right dragons offer me this I'm going to do it yeah you know and do it And but you've grown it so yeah. much on your own and without that support and been able to do that, which is which is great. So yeah, you know, I, I so to have that mindset to know the way you're going to go and that that vision as well. So because um, I don't have that background at all, I'd be like, oh god, I don't know. Should I just take it? Should I just do it? Well, I was but, kind of the same. I think, yeah. and I didn't know at the time really. Yeah, but more of a gut feeling. Did you have anyone with you that you could discuss things with at the time, or were you just you got there on your own? Did you pitch on your? Yeah, I pitched on my own. Pitched on my own. Obviously, I had people around me at that time. Yeah. Time I was I was speaking to other investors at that time. I had an accountant who helped me with my with my numbers before I went on. Um, but I had a support network around yeah. me. You know, it, that, I think that's that's key. Having having a good team, great companies are built on great people. And there was there was a lot of a lot of advice given to me. But I thought, look, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to give it a go. I know I, I had a I had a I had a ceiling at where I wanted to, what I wanted to give away. If I if I couldn't do that. I wouldn't take the deal. So I had, a, I, had a, I had a plan going in there and I kind of stuck to it. So that helped me. And off the back of that, I think it was just great exposure. You know, it was, it was yeah, great for the company. Exactly. I did genuinely go in there for investment. It didn't work out. I knew the deal wasn't great. So, but the, but the, back, but the, the PR and the marketing off the back of that was crazy. So yeah. that and really helped us. Mate, yeah, that, I can imagine that being cr- And then the last question about Dragons Den. Um, are, they, are the dragons as harsh as they come across? I was alright in there. I, I, yeah, it was either going to go one way or the other, and obviously you don't see the whole the whole yeah, segment on TV. Yeah, you only see ten or fifteen minutes of it, and I was in there for two hours. So there was, yeah, it was there were there were there were nice at times, and obviously they take out the the most the yeah, the, the more interesting parts, don't they, to, for good TV? So luckily, I don't think I got torn apart too much in there, which as you as you know, probably they 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 can go in on people sometimes. What year was that? Let's have to have a look. Twenty eighteen. Right. Okay. Twenty eighteen. It, it aired in. We we filmed in June, aired in September. 
so yeah we're like 18 months into the business 18 months it must have been yeah 18 months into the business and we're doing dragon's den and uh, all sorts say that it was scary but it was good um and so okay so moving on to the actual product so to the cheesecakes so you have a staple one i think you said is it so do you have a staple kind of base um or have you now you've diversified you've actually because you've got quite a few haven't you from looking on the website well yeah we've got we do cheesecake so we started i started it with no baked cheesecake so obviously all 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 fridge set or frozen um we didn't do baked cheesecakes and we didn't do any other sort of products so we did we did mini sizes mini little individual portions and then we did three size big cakes which we still do in various different flavors and toppings and whatever um but we have since diversified into baked cheesecakes, into brownies, into freeze cakes, into build your own at home. I mean, we've, we're, we're trying to just grow products and experiences for consumer. You know, we're trying to be innovative, disruptive. Um, and I think that that's, that's what we're trying to create within the brand, you know. So cheesecake in a tub is for freeze cakes is something we, we've never seen before. Um, it's a different way of consuming it, yeah, frozen so product. So. so what did you have? meeting and you just came up with this idea no the pre started actually right at the start oh, so I, when i started please cakes i had an idea for putting cheesecake on a on a lolly like a frozen cheesecake on a stick and that was in march i think of 2017 and it kind of it was kind of shelved until this year actually because covid's actually given us an opportunity a bit of a breathing space we were doing a lot of festivals and events last year and obviously that's all been cancelled this year so we had time we had time to um develop products develop packaging and actually launch these products same with build your own at home so it's a build your own at home is a, is a kit we send out so we do the base and the filling frozen and then we send out a chocolate drizzle ganache pouch and all a top a topping pack with all the toppings that go on top and we film like a tutorial so you can follow along on, on youtube so it's a okay. diy cake yeah. kit basically which is which has gone nationwide and um yeah another sort of fun engaging product yeah no that's great because i think um because you kindly donated one for our competition that we run yes. for our, our readers every month and i don't know if she's been in touch yet but um but that um it, you know that's lovely because it's such a nice thing to win and and the fact that you can do it you can diy you know do it all do it yeah. all there for yourself at home and not just have because i've ordered from you i think um we ordered, I think, the banoffee as well. Banoffee, um, yeah. yeah. so, and a few of them. And But what about the ingredients? So do you have different, do you do, like, gluten-free, for example? Gluten-free, uh, vegan, <clears throat> yeah, all that sort of thing. Okay. Obviously, at the start, it was no baked, but then we're, we're, we're doing gluten-free now. We're doing um, uh, a lovely vegan range. We're actually launching a retailer in January, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about. It's one of my favourite retailers, which I can't speak about, obviously. But um, it's... Me, so you've got... We're, we're launching a vegan range oh, in, in, a, in a retailer, yeah, in, in January, oh. which I'm, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely retailer. And, um, like Selfridges? Similar. Similar, right. Similar, <laughs> similar. But, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a chain of chain of retailers. So, yeah, we're really trying to push 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 vegan, I think, for us. As a company, it's, it's really key to have a balanced uh, product range, you know, and the way the consumer is, is eating nowadays, you know, vegan, gluten-free, they're very health conscious. So... Yeah. Really looking at the free from range and a healthier range and lower sugar ranges is is a focus for us, you know. Even though we do the indulgent thing, it's such thing. a big thing. Isn't it, it is, yeah. So, I mean, I first heard about you through my cousin who only eats gluten free products. Yeah. And she'd ordered one of your. Uh, she ordered from you for she lives in Crawley, and and then she's about this this 
new company, this amazing company, and then I heard about it. And so yeah. I then ordered from you for my friend of mine, who lives in Ash, okay, for his yeah. birthday. I think your mum delivered that day. And I was like, I've got to get in touch. I've just got to get in touch with you to do some, you know, to talk yeah, to you about yeah. the products, because it's lovely. I mean, incredible. It's so different, so new. And it's also a real niche as well. There isn't I anything so. out there. No, and, yeah, I think um, revolutionised yeah. the cheesecake world a little bit. Well, yeah, absolutely. And and then um, things like, so obviously, um, Selfridges, um, I noticed you are supplying to and you have been for a little while yes um and um and then more sort of bring it a bit more local i noticed um the light bar in caulston yeah Yeah, Yeah. that you've you're supplying there as well the little ones is that just yeah that's it i think we're we're working on growing our generally speaking we were we've been direct to consumer Mm -hmm. so direct home deliveries um and i think now we're we're just expanding we're, we're the kitchen's growing the team's growing downstairs we're looking we're trying to grow our stockists so we're, we're in a lot of local farm shops and delis and and other places like that so that's key for us it's not all about being in the big retailers although we are working towards that next year um it's about working with smaller smaller local companies yeah, for sure that's, yeah, so that's that's really lovely and um you also that you, you did mention earlier on about um making cakes for the queen Ooh. Tell me more about that. Again, we got so it was it was actually six months in June 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 uh, 2017, and we got a call. We're in the kitchen. We're grafting over at Croydon. It was a shared kitchen, and we got a call, or Sam got a call and passed it onto the kitchen, and me and Brendan. That was the kitchen, and we got the the, the caller said we've got a VIP that we need you to make a cake for. Him. We can't tell you who it is yet. Can you do it? So we didn't. We, we carried on with our day, and we're literally walking out at five o'clock at night or six o'clock at night. Got the call. It's the Queen. Okay, so we're we're back in the kitchen, and we had to use. It was it was on behalf of a brand. I don't know if you could say a biscuit brand, and um, we had to use only their products um, for the cakes. Right. Oh, so really? yeah. How did you? How was that? Was that easy? Because obviously you're used to using your own ingredients. Obviously the cheese part we could use yeah. cheese, but all the the base was their biscuit product, and all the toppings were their biscuit product, and. And then we had, yeah, we, we made them. They had to go the next day. It was for the next day as well. So we had like, we're in at night. And then we had to go to, we had to deliver to Clarence House and get clearance, security clearance for the van. And yeah. Because would you rather not have known who it was for? I do, like, six months in, like, I was, I was, I I didn't know what I was doing still. You know, we were, yeah. we, were we were kind of winging it. I think that first year we were just oh, winging yeah. it. We didn't know what we were doing. So it was just fun, you know, it's just exciting. It was just an experience. Whether she ate it or not, I'm not even sure. No one knows, do they? So. Yeah, you don't know who, whether it was featured on The Crown or something. Or, no, you know? I'd love that to be. But no, yeah, I think, I think again, that gave us a lot of publicity. Yeah, they got circulated quite a lot. So, That's... yeah, all these sort of experiences sort of helped us and boosted the brand and the company. Mm. But, um, yeah, not, not many people have been able to make a cake for the Queen, so no, exactly. that was fun. That's amazing. So, um, you, what's your favourite? What would you say your favourite? Favourite what? Cake. Yeah, all cake in general, the ones that you, because you said obviously your dad made you one after it all started. Is there a specific kind? Um, I'm really liking our bake range at the moment. So we're doing a a mixture of, so it's baked cheesecake with a brownie swirled through it. So it's like half brownie, half cheesecake, which is really good. But um, we've got this Christmas um, freeze cake range. Which mm. is so good. Yeah. I'm really sort of pushing. I, I really like freeze cakes in the sense that it's it's an exciting product because it's it's very unique and it's 
scalable and it excites me in the sense that I like I like growing things. You know, I've really enjoyed growing the company. That's yeah. I like the process rather than um, there's no end goal in the sense I'm trying to make loads of money or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just I'm enjoying the progress and the same with freeze cakes. I can see that there's going to be a journey with that and there's there's growth opportunity with that product. So I'm really liking all the freeze cake flavors, but the Christmas range is really good. So you've got a mince pie flavor. Yeah, I don't know if we've got any inside today. Yeah. Um, oh, that's incredible. That's lovely. That's my favorite thing. Well, really? We've got an Irish cream, Irish cream flavor, and we've got a white chocolate orange as well. So they're, they're really good. Yeah, I, I really like freeze cake. Sorry, I was, was going to say, do you come up with these ideas at your meetings? Do you have, can I come to the next planning meeting? Of course you can, yeah. Of course you can, yeah. Every Monday, 10 o'clock, we have a meeting up here on the table. Yeah, um, and do you get... Um, do you get lots of families saying, oh, can you just make, oh, Joe, go on. Can you just make me cake or family? Oh, yeah, hello, yeah. Birthdays and things. All the so, time, yeah, all yeah, the time. And I do it, yeah. I do it. I love giving them away no, to, to, to friends and family. No, no, it's brilliant. It's so lovely to hear about. And it, it's just, it, it's lovely to be able to, you know, to have you as a part of the Cake Independent podcast too, um, which is something that we, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, talking to businesses, finding out about them, finding out why and how and, you know, where they're going with their products too. And anything for 2021 that you want to share with us? I know you said there's, you've got some big news coming up, but... Yeah, I mean, for, for me, uh, it's, it's hard, like, especially in this sort of uh, economy and climate. I, I, we, no one knows what's going to be yeah, what it's going to be like next year and I think for me we're just trying to focus on what we're doing and, and, and keep within our realm and, and grow the brand refine our brand our, our, our product our, our, our company uh, next year though we're looking at expansion I really want to expand across the UK more um, internationally so I really want to get there's there's a, there's a lot of interest in the, in the Middle East um, I'd love to take it to America at some yeah. point and shake up that, the cheesecake world out there because it's quite Love to because it's the cheesecake yeah, factory, isn't it? Exactly. I was just about to say, just about to say, that is one of my favourite places, the cheesecake yeah. factory. And obviously, being able to stock somewhere like that, say in LA or anywhere. Yeah, I'd it, love to take it to America. General, it would be amazing. You could mm. do that. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, maybe a, a. If you need the local newspaper to travel with you. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be. Reporting no, I mean, on on, on the American journey. <laughs> Amazing, wouldn't it? To yes. Try and, as in, not not you know, but in general, about you, you know, being able to supply internationally, but also yeah. deliver as well. I don't know how that you could do, you know, the whole delivery side of things. Not over, not from here. We'd have to, we'd have yeah, to set yeah, up out there. Cool. Yeah, you'd have a franchise or however. Something out there. But like, yeah. yeah, next year, like looking at expansion. I think also we're looking at sort of building our, our social media platforms and our on our and our YouTube to, to give back as well in the sense of of, of valuable content and and sharing our sharing our experiences I think we're trying to do as well like we're doing a lot of business related content so to support small businesses we're working with a lot of bigger brands who are doing this also so giving back to the community working with working with um, other small businesses supporting them inspiring them and, and, and inspiring the younger generation yeah. I think to sort of start their own businesses That's is great. key for us yeah yeah and and sorry I, I also wanted to mention to you about um, we'll talk to you about uh, packaging yes so how do you uh, you know obviously eco-friendly that side of things is there a limit of what you can and can't do because obviously you need this you know when you're delivering things have to be quite sturdy but do you have you know is there a certain kind of packaging that you use that is more eco-friendly or how do you bear that in mind with your products yeah. when you're delivering is there anything like that well no, we use cardboard or we use yeah. re fully recyclable product, um, yes. uh, packaging basically but packaging has been a really hard it's hard, yeah. it's hard to hard to source yeah. it's hard for a small business because it's all it's all cost so 
when you're when you're trying to grow, you need you need you need cash flow, obviously, and and to get a good margin or good good price on packaging, you need to buy in bulk. Mm. So as a small business, you can't tie up loads of money in loads of packaging because otherwise it just sits there for a year or two and you've got no no cash flow. So for us, it's been hard to get to that point where you can buy in bulk um, and, and working with suppliers. Trying to work on our supply chain has been crazy hard. So trying to find the right supplier who can produce the quality that we need and being reliable and on the ball and things like that. But packaging-wise, yeah, we use all recyclable cardboard and they're all yeah. sturdy, stackable boxes. Yeah, I think because we were talking to someone else actually recently about packaging. It's, it's, but it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. It depends on it's got to be fit the product too. Yeah, so I don't know, you came in, the, came in downstairs, yeah, those pallets. We, we saw, we really saw. see them. Saw, that's yeah. all boxes. We just had those. Well, yeah, they're, they're, so there are new cake boxes. They came yesterday, all printed in the wrong colour. Oh no. The whole lot. We gave them like our CMY code, like where the colour yeah, codes. I don't really know yeah. what the terminology is. Yeah. They're meant to be in this in this peach colour, and they're the wrong colour. Oh no! It's their fault, obviously. But these are the obstacles you, have to, you, you come up against, especially with packaging. Obviously, that's yeah. us. We've ordered five thousand of those. You know, yeah. that's a bit of a. We, we'll use some of them, but that's got to go back. And so there's challenges within packaging yeah. as well, not just no, I know. not just the production of the cakes. It's um, and sorry, I just thought of something else as well with your team. So is it literally? Are they? Is it a very small team? So is there sort of? Could you say? Uh, no, we're we're close to we're close to about twenty people now. All oh, right, yeah. So it's it's still, small, it's still small. It's still it's still fairly small. It's growing quickly this year, yeah. but then and the sectors are growing as well. So obviously it was yeah. just kitchen kitchen based, and obviously yeah. Sam was director of operations and has been since the start. But now it's kind of there's there's social media, there's marketing, mm-hmm. there's logistics, there's all sorts of different sectors now that are growing. Logistics, yeah. Dan's head of marketing. Oh, so that's what I need on board because I'm, you know what I'm like. I'm all over the place. Like my head. This is this is. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that. Like creativity all over. You know. But um, no, brilliant. It's 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 so nice to be able to talk to you and just to find out a little bit more. And actually, you know, thank you. Thank you for listening to this Caterham Independent podcast which was produced and edited by the House of Haller at thehouseofhaller.com.